Welcome to this episode of Once Upon a Time, From Storybook to Estrangement, hosted by Lynn. I have lived as an estranged parent. I will always love my adult son and my adult daughter. And I thank them for getting me to this transformative place in my life. So join me now for my own Once Upon a Time, my story of estrangement. This is Lynn from Once Upon a Time, from Storybook to Estrangement. By way of career, I am a professor, author, and entrepreneur. By way of a lived experience, I identify as an estranged parent. Let me start by saying my lived experience as an estranged parent is, without a doubt, the single most difficult experience in my lifetime. My healing journey continues, and this podcast is one step in that journey. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Once Upon a Time, From Storybook to Estrangement with Lynn. Today, I have two very, very special guests. And as their story unfolds, you will see that they have become iconic symbols for the show, Once Upon a Time, but with a little twist. Once Upon a Time, from storybook to estrangement and to storybook again. So I'm going to start the interview, but first I'm going to ask them to introduce themselves to the audience. So let's start with Brunwyn. Bronwyn and Brian, let's start with Bronwyn. Bronwyn, would you please introduce yourself to our audience? Yes, thank you very much, Lynn. Hello, everybody. My name is Bronwyn, and um, I'm um, f- from the UK. Um, I am estranged from my son, but um, other than that, um, I've lived in several European countries, speak several languages. And um, I like a challenge in life. Thank you, Bronwyn. Brian, would you introduce yourself to the audience? Yes. Uh, Good morning, Lynn. Uh, Yes, I am Brian. I am in Florida in the United States. Uh, I have three adult daughters who uh, are uh, intermittently estranged from me. And uh, I expect we may talk more about that during the podcast. Uh, And I'm very happy to be here and and um, look forward to our discussion today. Thank you. Well, I'm so happy to have the two of you with me today. We pick up the conversation from the last episode with Brian and Brunwyn. So you said that you connected to Bronwyn. So it wasn't just her wisdom. It wasn't just her poems. It was all of what you saw during this participation. What was that like for you, connecting to the wisdom, the poems, the emotions? Honestly, there was a bit of frustration because (laughs) we all knew from the beginning she was in in the UK and I was in the US and we were we were an ocean away and and I felt this connection 
um, electronically to her. And I wanted to make it a personal connection, but there were thousands of miles between us. Um, and so there was, you know, there's that um, um, yin and yang of this, 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 this fulfillment of, of feeling the connection and the emptiness of a feeling that, that it's impossible to act on the connection or, or seeming impossible to act on the connection. Wow. So, um, Brunwyn, so are you sensing this frustration in, in Brian? I mean, are you, what are you sensing in this when Brian's is becoming connected to you, your wisdom, your poems, your, the depth of your emotions, your vulnerability? Are you sensing this? Do you, or do you have any idea this is going on within him? Um, <laughs> all I knew what was going on inside of me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, um, I'd noticed Brian in his little box on Zoom. And um, <laughs> when, when, he, when he spoke, um, he, you know, he contributed quite a lot in, in, in discussions and I instantly felt a connection in um, in his wisdom and the words of of what he what he said and and the um, emotions of which he he put into to what he was saying and uh, you know I felt this again I felt a, a, a deep connection that that our form of communication was very akin to each other others you know style of communication and so obviously I um started to notice him a little bit more (laughs) and um each you know each week I looked forward to the um to the group you know for many reasons but one of the main reasons was I was hoping that Brian was was going to be there um and I, yeah, I suppose in a sense, I, I did have that, well, pool, you know, he's a million miles away and um, no idea how we could connect because it's, um, you know, it's a public group and um, any form of communication, um, like in the chat box uh, during uh, our sessions is all very public. So it it was one of those for me of, just, I don't know, just each week hoping that he'd turn up because it gave me a lovely little boost to my Sunday. So this boost on Sunday, was there anything that you, any opportunities that you created to make this connection more personal with Brian? Um, well, for, for, for weeks and weeks, I kept thinking, oh, you know, he's a He's a, you know, he's a great guy and I, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure he must have a partner or something. You know, I, I kind of just thought of all the things that, you know, why, why things perhaps couldn't work out between us. And um, I had recorded uh, for my, I was, as you know, you asked me to do a little um, offspring group um with members during the week and i had recorded some meditations for them mm-hmm. which uh they found very helpful they're amazing 
Thank you. Thank you. I want the audience to know they are amazing. You've gotten such positive feedback from people. Yeah, I do. And I really feel very honored for that. And, and, and I thought to myself, you know, there's a double side to this. Wow, it would be a great thing to share the meditations if anybody from the group who is unable to attend my little midweek group, um, you know, I can share them with them. But there was also a ploy of, ha <laughs> if I put this to the group and say, if you email me, I'll email you a copy. That'd be a very good way to put my email publicly in the chat in the hope that Brian might pick up the bait and email me. <laughs> so that was my cunning plan. And um, that's what I did. And so on the Sunday, I announced to the group, if anybody wanted a copy of any of my recorded meditations, I would put my email in the chat and please contact me. So, Brian, and, you know, this is the romantic in me, like really delving into the creation of what we're going to share with the audience in a bit. So, Brian, she puts her email into the chat. What do you do? Well, um, long story short, I took the bait, hook, line, and sinker. Uh, and, and, and yet not before. I've, I've always struggled with some level of shyness. And, and so for a couple of days after that Sunday, I wrestled with, um, gee, I would like to reach out to Bronwyn and I would like to have a you know, a one-on-one -on -one conversation of some sort, you know, written or, or audio or something. Um, but I'm always also afraid of if I am, you know, if I reveal that, that, that I'm really looking for, uh, to get to know her better, that you know, she might think I'm creepy in some way, <laughs> or, or she may, she may reject me. She may not have the same sort of of um, interest in me that I have in her. And so from that Sunday, it took me until Tuesday to, to write her an email and, and follow up. Um, and that was my first mistake. I, I shouldn't have waited until Tuesday. I should have, <laughs> I should have gotten on the computer right away. Uh, so, so, so we lost two days that we will never recover. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I sent it on, obviously during group on the Sunday and I came off and then I kept looking at my email and then we get Monday and I'm looking at my email and I'm thinking, what? He's not replied. <laughs> <laughs> and of course with the five hour time difference and I'm like, well, it's such and such a time in the US and he's not replied to me. And then I woke up on the Tuesday and finally, there was the email I was hoping that there was going to be in my inbox. And I was like, "Poor, you took your time. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, the romantic in me is continuing this, this, you know, this, this conversation with you guys. So you get this email. And of course, I'm not asking what the email said. But it wasn't just like another parent to email that you would get like oh I, I want to do the meditation with you can you send it to me um, 
send stamped done. And no, it, it, it was, it was very Brian. Now I, now that I know Brian and he, he, and he had in previous weeks in the general chat, every time that I read a poem, you know, he had been <clears throat> very kind in expressing how much my poetry had uh, touched mm -hmm. him. And so this opening email was a, was again, was a beautiful email in, <clears throat> in expressing um, how much my, my poetry had touched him. And he asked whether it would be okay if I could actually send him um, a, a copy of several of the poems that I'd read in, in group, which I thought was a very, was a really nice way to, to open the conversation between us. Um, and me being the chatterbox that I am, obviously, jump straight away on and attach the um, poems and opened a conversation and then of course added, oh, and anytime you fancy doing a Zoom, I'd be delighted to. <laughs> <laughs> so was that Zoom, um, the two of you, was it group related or was it a private Zoom? Private Zoom. Private, private Zoom. Zoom, yeah. Well, so, it, it, and could, could, could I jump in here? Sure. Um, I, I wrote that email, you know, as we had been talking about uh, the meditations, but I wrote that email specifically for the poetry because I thought, well, if I'm just going to participate in the meditation with her, she won't know that uh, that I really want to get to know her one-on-one -on -one better. Um, and so I thought, well, if I ask her to share more of her poetry with me, it will create a, a better dialogue than meditation, obviously, you know, stepping back, sort of, you know, how much dialogue is there in meditation? Well, none. Um, <laughs> so, so, uh, so I thought, well, if she shares the poetry with me, and I can read it, and I can share my thoughts with her, um, that would be a better way to, to stimulate a, a conversation. Um, and, and as it turns out, you know, what she shared with me was incredibly moving just um w when i was able to read it uh on on the computer as opposed to listening to it during group um and i had more time to contemplate each line each word of each poem and it was every bit as powerful as what i had expected when when she had shared her poetry with the larger group um, in, in that way. And so um, it was, you know, it was love at first read in a sense. Um, and, uh, and, and so that, that was, that's what was going with through my mind uh, when I was composing that email and trying to figure out how to set up the dialogue um, to which as Bronwyn had just said, then, okay, why don't we zoom? Sounds like a good idea. If I may jump in here, Lynn, yeah. I was with that email. He could have asked me to send me my shopping list. I was just so excited <laughs> that he had replied. And I just, because I just felt this instant um, connect, you know, I felt the connection even before we 
you know, it had that he sent this email and I was just over the moon. He could have asked me for anything. (laughs) Once upon a time, from storybook to estrangement, are my own stories of my lived experience. This is not intended for counseling, therapy, medical care, or crisis care. Thank you for joining us. Until next time. Our conversation continues in the next episode. Each estrangement journey begins with honesty, hope, and healing. Please join us again on the next episode of Once Upon a Time, From Storybook to Estrangement.